Hey, this is Michael and Debbie Cannon with Power Couple Consulting. And you're listening to Act Local Marketing for Small Business. Act Local Marketing for Small Business, Episode 148. And there's no stopping us right now. I feel so close to you right now. Welcome to Act Local Marketing for Small Business with your host, Kaylin Amadio. Kaylin helps smart, savvy, and motivated business owners like you kick it up a notch online, even if you've tried and been disappointed before, or technology just isn't your thing. Act Local will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. Whether you need help with online media, social media, video, or mobile marketing, Act Local will guide you into the 21st century with easy tips, tricks, and techniques that get your local business seen and heard. Each week, Kaylin features a new tip you can use today, as well as a range of guest experts who are passionate about helping local business owners thrive. And now here's your host, digital media maven, Kaylin Amadio. Welcome to Act Local Marketing for Small Business. This is episode 148, and I am the boomer gal, Kaylin Amadio. And I am so happy to say that I'm back. I will let you know what the story behind all of that. But from now on, every week here at Act Local Marketing, I'm going to share a strategy with you that I call today's takeaway, where I'm going to give you at least one action item that you can walk away with right now. And if you implement it, it's going to help you grow your business. And I also invite a guest expert to come speak with us to help us learn some new aspect of making our businesses better or finding a business in in case you're actually looking to start a business. And that's a little bit about what today will be about. We're going to explore a very specific model of business ownership franchises. We haven't talked about franchises in a while. So first, I want to share with you where I've been and why Act Local Marketing has been off the air for several weeks. So since the last time we were together, good news, my book, The Boomer's Ultimate Guide to Social Media Marketing, has arrived at a bookstore near you. Or, of course, you can get a copy from your favorite online retailer. It's been a long time coming. I've been talking about it forever. I'm sure you're tired of hearing about me uh, say it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. But the reality is it's here. And I'm so glad that it's out in the marketplace for you uh, to help you grow your business through judicious use of social media. But as momentous as that news is for me, it's not the important thing that I want to share with you about where I disappeared to. So uh, I'll try and keep this brief. It's a long story, but I will, like I said, I'll try and keep it brief. Last December, we're in April of 2016 right now. So last December in 2015, my husband experienced heart failure. And that's uh, a huge thing, right? He has an autoimmune disease that permanently damaged his heart. It's not the first time he experienced heart failure in the last three years, we've been dealing with this for 15 or 16 years now, but in the last three years, his heart has weakened. But I got a call from him 
on December 4th, I believe it was, that said, I need you to take me to the hospital. I'm in heart failure. Now, this is probably the dozenth time I've received this phone call. And it's while he feels that he's in heart failure every time he says it, it's not always the case. Two previous times it was, and he was in the hospital for a week and through medication and smart doctors and a team of smart doctors, they always were able to help him get better. And after a week, he would come home and and that would be the end of it for a while. It had been about a year and a half since he'd had an episode of heart failure. And he hadn't been feeling well for well over a month. He'd been a very cranky guy. So it was easy to see that he just didn't feel well. And that's that's a big part of it. So he calls me. Of course, I drop everything at my office. I go get him. I take him to the hospital. Now, I'm expecting things to go the way they've always gone. He'll be there a week. They'll change his medications. They'll monitor him. It'll help. I'll bring him home. He was there about four days when I, of course, I go visit, I would visit him every day and spend the afternoons and evenings with him, and he wasn't getting any better. In fact, if anything, he seemed more lethargic. It was, it was worse. So I know I could probably, I could draw this out for two hours. I promised I would keep it short. He was experiencing heart failure. He, they had to shock his heart four times that day, and they quickly brought him to the cardiac ICU. The determination was that his heart could no longer keep him alive, and now they were going to have to take some sort of mechanical measures to keep him alive. In the end, he was in the hospital for a month. He had open heart surgery where they implanted what I call half of an artificial heart. His heart's still there, but there's an actual titanium pump in his chest that's doing the bulk of the work to make his blood flow throughout his body. It's called an LVAD, for any of you who are familiar. And now he is on the heart transplant list, and they're telling us that we have around a three-year wait for a heart. So that's the short story of what happened. That was the month of December and through Christmas and New Year and into the beginning of January. Now, we have a new normal, and we've adapted to it very well over these these last few months. But while this was going on, my publisher was attending to last-minute things for this book. It took almost three years from the moment I decided to write The Boomer's Ultimate Guide to Social Media Marketing to the point now where it's in the bookstores. We're just shy of just shy of three years in this odyssey. And this was going on with my husband while the publishers contacted me and having a few last minute things he needs. And I tell him what's going on and that I'm at the hospital and I don't have access to my files at the moment. And he asked if I wanted to postpone the book. And, you know, you work on something for a long time and you don't want to sit it on a shelf. Plus, my husband didn't know this because I was able to keep it secret. But I had dedicated the book to him, and there's just something about it. I'm going to make myself cry just talking about it, that I had to make sure that this book got out into the world so he could see that dedication. So 
how do you safeguard your business from tragedy? That's what my today's takeaway is going to be about. Remember, I promised you an action item that you could take with you now that'll help you grow your business. And here it is. When tragedy strikes, especially if, especially if you're a small business owner, keeping your business running is all about having systems in place. Systems are especially important because one incident, just one incident, can be the difference between remaining profitable or losing everything. And one of those systems is marketing. You have to always be marketing. And social media marketing is a system that my book can, of course, help you create. It's an inexpensive marketing system, and it's a system that you can take care of from anywhere, even from your laptop computer as you sit in a hospital room beside the bed of your loved one. So following the strategies in the Boomer's Ultimate Guide to Social Media Marketing is going to help you create a map, a marketing action plan around social media. And part of the plan is a mesh of automation and personal involvement that keeps the machine running. Without systems, there is no way my machines would have kept running. They are in many ways a salvation to the small business owner. So you can check out the itineraries. There are three itineraries in my book that'll show you where to concentrate your efforts so that you aren't wasting time or money. And if you have any questions, of course, you can drop me a line to ask at actlocalmarketing.com and I can point you in the right direction uh, so that you can be using social media to help grow your business and help keep its machine running. And that's today's takeaway. So please contact me. Find me over on Facebook or Twitter or Google Plus or Pinterest, you know, all the social media platforms. And tell your social media followers, please, about Act Local Marketing. Subscribe to the podcast. And leave me a review over at iTunes. Those are very helpful to me in the marketing of my business through creating this podcast. Now, it's time for a short break, but when I get back, my guest Matt Miller is here. And he's absolutely ready to step to the front of the room. So stay tuned. I feel so close to you right now. Tax Local is the place where busy entrepreneurs like you gain more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the Internet gives them the power to bring their business to the next level. Kaylin returns after a short break with more strategies and techniques to develop your inner warrior. We'll be right back. Hey, Ag Local fans, this is Kaylin Amadio, and I have an exciting announcement. Today, October 7th, 2014, I'm launching a new podcast to celebrate the realization of a dream. You've heard me speak often on Act Local about the book I've been writing. Well, that book is becoming a reality. I have a contract to publish The Boomer's Ultimate Guide to Social Media. Soon, baby boomers everywhere will have all my strategies and guidelines in one swell book that'll help them build a map to social media success. To help promote The Boomer's Ultimate Guide to Social Media and subsequent books in this series, I've put together The Boomer's Ultimate Guide podcast 
where boomers like me and like you can come together to learn, share, and grow a thriving business and a vibrant life. This podcast is 30 minutes in length and comes in both audio and video formats. I interview guest experts on business, finance, health, wellness, longevity, food, sex, dating, and more. You don't want to miss this next chapter in my life because I'm going to help you live yours more fully. Check out Boomer's Ultimate Guide Podcast.com. So close to you right now. Welcome to Act Local, marketing for small business with your host, Kaylin Amadio. Kaylin helps smart, savvy, and motivated business owners like you kick it up a notch online, even if you've tried and been disappointed before, or technology just isn't your thing. Act Local will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. And now here's your host, digital media maven, Kaylin Amadio. Welcome back. This is Kaylin Amadio, and you are listening to Act Local Marketing for Small Business. And I have another special guest for you this week. Like I do every week, I try and bring you another wonderful person that's going to share some golden nuggets that'll help you move your business at least one step further into prosperity. So today I'd like you to meet Matt Miller. He spent the first nine years of his career as an Air Force pilot before entering the private sector to work in both the medical device and advertising industries. While a top performer in the corporate world, his long-term desire was to be his own boss. And that sounds so familiar to the entrepreneurs out there, Matt. A good friend one day mentioned the gumball machines he and his young daughters owned. And that conversation began a 10-year business quest that has brought Matt's company, which is called School Spirit Vending, to the cutting edge of both the vending and school fundraising industries. Today, School Spirit Vending's franchising program provides a proven and profitable business system for busy professionals and their families looking to develop secondary income streams while raising millions of dollars for education at the same time. Matt Miller, welcome to Act Local Marketing. Hey, Kaylin. Thanks for having me on. It's, uh, it's always wonderful when busy people like you have time for, for me and my audience. And this is a very, uh, you know, a particularly interesting idea. So I, I'm encouraged to hear more about it. Uh, the first time I meet someone, I like to collect what I call their entrepreneurial journey. So I, I gave people a little hint about what you're up to, but would you sort of walk us through how you came to be doing what it is you're doing? Give us a little more background on how this all got started. Yeah. So I, Grew up in the Chicago area, Went was fortunate to go to school at the Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs. Uh, coming out of the academy, um, had an opportunity to be an Air Force pilot and flew for nine years. Got out of the military back in 1998 and spent 11 years in the corporate world, uh, initially for Abbott Labs and then for a company called Advo, which later became Velasis. And you know, was was happy with my career. Was a, was a top performer. Was a hard worker. Uh, was kind of going places in the minds of most people around me. But I was frustrated, to be honest, because I didn't feel like I had control over my life, especially in the military. I thought it would get better when I got in the corporate space. Um, I did have obviously some more freedom because the corporate 
gig didn't completely control my life like the military, but still I found out that rules were constantly being changed. They were never changed in my favor. And I wanted to do something about that. And actually my first full year in the advertising sales industry, I ended up being the number two sales rep out of 750 reps across the country. Um, big accolades, you know, pretty, pretty good success starting out in that space. Well, my boss didn't really like the fact that, um, that I did so well. And the next year she increased my quota 96%. Now to give you an, to give you an idea, the average quota increase in our office was five to 10%. So I went from being a hero to a zero overnight. That decision cost um, my family close to $80,000 the next year in bonuses and commissions. And all I had to do was look at the pay scale and the commission scale to know that it was going to be really, really difficult anytime soon for me to, you know, fill that financial hole. That's so I so started vindictive. How terrible. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the way it goes. Wow. Um, okay. I, I appreciate the opportunity that I had there and, and loved the work that I did, but you know, that, that situation, um, I look back on it now, that situation was a huge blessing, even though it wasn't at the time. So I'm grateful looking back on it today because I probably would not be where I am today if she hadn't done that. So, um, Anyway, I got busy trying to do some things on the side. My son and I collected aluminum cans and talk about a messy, stinky deal that was. Um, I sold books out of my garage online through Amazon and Barnes and Noble and Half.com and eBay. I did a number of different things. The challenge was I had read Robert Kiyosaki's book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, several years before. Right. And, and I bought into his whole idea of passive income. Mm -hmm. So I was measuring every business that I was trying against that book. And in, in all cases up to that point, I was just creating another job for myself, which wasn't nearly as exciting as my full-time job. And, uh, you know, had a lot more risk involved. Well, a good buddy of mine from church one day mentioned that he and his young daughters had bought a couple of gumball machines and they had put them out in local businesses. It was something they could do together as a family. And I remember that conversation and I was like, well, hey, maybe I, maybe I should try vending. Um, as simple as a gumball sounds, um, it's very low cost to entry. I didn't have a whole lot of money at that point. So, I got busy educating myself on the vending industry over the next month or so and bought my first used gumball machine on eBay for about 32 bucks. Wow. Um, <clears throat> never forgot or forget r driving across Houston. We were living there at the time with my two oldest kids and my 98 Honda Accord to pick up that machine because the guy was local. So I didn't even have to pay for shipping on the machine. And that was the beginning of my vending career. I went out door knocking starting that next week, found my first location. Fast forward a couple of years later, it's 07 and 08. I've got 150 locations. I've, I've ventured into toys and stickers and temporary tattoos and all that as well. Business is going great. And then the financial crisis of 07 and 08 hit. A lot less people were going out to eat and frequenting the businesses that I was in. And uh, the revenues were way down. Well, right around that time, I had four young kids come knocking on my door selling stuff for the local schools mm -hmm. to raise money. And at that point in time, 
uh, I was like, you know, there's got to be a way to get these kids off the street. And that's kind of where the whole idea of school spirit vending came from is me marrying my advertising and print media experience with the vending side of things and coming up with a brand new concept that, that enabled schools to make money uh, passively themselves. Um, okay. And, and I'd like to learn how this works because I don't quite envision it yet. So how do you, I understand the vending and that, that was very clever. It never occurred to me that, um, you know, those machines in, in any given, you know, retail establishment that you might come across were of, you know, a vending opportunity. I know people do it with soda machines and, you know, candy machines and, and, uh, you know, snacks and things, but I didn't realize that that was true of the candy machines as well. So how did, did you take that traditional vending concept that everyone's familiar with and sort of merge it with school fundraising? Because we've all experienced whether when your own kids are, are young, you know, you're going through the catalogs and you're, you're buying stuff or the kids at the mall stop you and ask you to buy the candy bars or they're, you know, at the outside the grocery store. My sons were all Boy Scouts. So we all spent, you know, we sold the popcorn. That's the, something that the Boy Scouts like to do. If you have Girl Scouts, you're selling cookies. I mean, we all know that side. How do you merge these two things? Well, you know, we're in the customization society today and every, every, just about everywhere you can turn, you can customize stuff specifically for you, right? Well, we decided to do something revolutionary in the vending industry, and that's to create custom stickers for those schools. Um, nobody has done anything like that. Nobody had any desire to spend the additional money or time to put that additional effort in uh, to vending. Um, so we started custom manufacturing those stickers for individual schools. We made our machine their own in that way. It allowed them to promote school spirit. Um, you know, they were stickers that the parents, kids, and faculty had access to all year round. And, you know, the folks that made the decisions within the schools got really, really excited about what we were doing. Um, initially, we put this together for the older kids thinking that, you know, sporting events, you know, temporary tattoos right. for football games, that type of thing would be kind of our niche. And what we found out was the older kids didn't interact, interact with the machines, but the younger kids went nuts over it. Mm -hmm. And so we pivoted at that point in our first couple of months of business um, to, to gear our product purely for the younger kids. And uh, we haven't looked back. Interesting. And it never occurred to me that you could do that, but you're right. Customizations, it's not too hard. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of, I assume you use online outlets or do you have local sourcing that you use to uh, customize stuff, you know, for we, we've, we've got an exclusive contract with a, a supplier of ours that does all our custom printing for us. Nice. Um, and we not only print those school stickers, but we make a bunch of other types of stickers available to the kids as well. Many of which we specifically direct the design of. Um, I have final say on, on the production of everything that goes in our machines. And so we're very involved in the creative process um, instead of just buying stuff off the shelf that might be out there in the market somewhere. Right. And do you have um, licensing agreements for brand name stuff? You know, like my children, my sons are not little anymore, so I don't know what's popular in elementary school in terms of toys, but do you, do you do that too? 
Yeah, we've got access to the, a lot of those product, products as well. Minions was huge for us. Oh, yeah. Minions. Uh, you know, Jurassic World right now is a biggie for us. Uh, Star right. Wars, we just got access. Oh, that's going to be huge. In, yeah, so we, we have a lot of the licensed stuff. NFL is, is a product that is in our machines all year round. Right. So we have access to the licensed stuff as well. Okay, and then you you turn this business into a franchise opportunity, right? Correct. So we, you, you sell franchises of, I'm sorry, I forget what the name, school spirit vending. Correct. Okay. Yeah, so we teach families all over the country how to duplicate our proven business system. We've been in business for eight years now. We're in thousands of schools. Um, we've kind of been there, done that, and figured out the secret sauce in this space. Mm -hmm. And what I've found is there are a lot of people out there that are hungry to own a business just like I was. They just don't know how. Right. They don't know what. Right. And and we teach people for literally from the ground up with zero vending or business experience whatsoever how to do what we do and how to put together a business that can ultimately be a lifestyle business for them. It fits into the cracks of their professional life so they don't have to step off a cliff and, and just go straight into entrepreneurship. They can work their way into it like I did and, and most on our team do. So it ends up being a win-win-win. The schools win. Uh, like I said, families across the country and busy professionals that we work with win as, as they develop a secondary income stream using our program. Um, and, and of course, it, the, the program also allows us to continue to grow um, in many places where we're not. So you have a uh, what you call a multi-pronged approach with your team. You have a franchise team that helps market this opportunity, right? Right. So can you share some of the different parts of that approach? Yeah. I, I mean, I came from a, an advertising, you know, career for right. 11 years. So um, one of the things that we always taught our customers is, listen, you might be doing radio, you might be doing TV, you might be doing this and that. That's great. But really, you need to have a multi-pronged approach because every, everybody in your that's a potential customer of yours consumes media differently. And so we took that same philosophy to to our business. You know, on the bigger scale, um, the you know the podcast is one of the biggest ways today that we're promoting what we do on the fran you know on the franchising side of things, because there's literally millions of people out there that are that are paying attention to this content and that are listening to shows like yours on a daily basis on demand, and of course the content is evergreen as well. So that's a huge part of our marketing strategy on the corporate level, at the franchisee level. Um, our strategy, you know, consists of, of uh, you know, postcards and mailings. It consists of, you know, door to door. It consists of trade shows. It consists of email marketing campaigns. And we're just starting to, to venture into the social media space as well because everybody consumes their messaging differently. And if you're just spending time in one of those channels, you're missing out on a large percentage of your potential customers. You know, that's such an important thing for, for people to remember that, you know, good or bad, I guess you, you could argue it either way, we have way too many opportunities to communicate with one another. And we have so many generations now. I pay, I deal with a, 
uh, my, uh, I'm also known as the boomer gal. I don't know if you know that, but I deal with a lot of people over 50, business people over 50 who are a little confused about <laughs> all, you know, how the technology can be used in terms of, of their marketing and their communication. So think about it. We, we have people who are in the marketplace, business people, as young as probably less than 18. You know, you have some young entrepreneurs out there. And you have people up into their 70s, right? And we all have different ways that we communicate with one another. And just like you said, different ways that we absorb information and media that we like to consume. I mean, it's overwhelming. It's mind-boggling the numbers of ways you can reach people. But in the end, you have to use as many of them as possible and you know, with a, a marketing and advertising background, you, you don't just use one medium over and over and over again to reach people. You you have to get in front of them in lots of different ways. And whether they're aware of it or not, subconsciously, they're sort of taking it in. And then the day comes that they go, oh, yeah, I've heard of that. I need right. to know more about it. It just sort of happens one day. And you never know when that's going to be. So you have to be a lot of places at once, which which can be difficult in terms of marketing your business. Yeah, we teach our team to put together literally an annual marketing calendar uh, to put the trade shows and events that they're a part of on there, you know, to target specific weeks or dates when they're going to do their door knocking, when they're going to do their email campaigns, when they're going to do all those things. And, and, And by putting that in a calendar, you can have a better picture of all of those working together with the synergy that you hope that they happen happen with. Um, and ultimately will, but you've got to have a well-developed plan to do that. And too many people kind of fly by the seat of their pants and then they wonder why they haven't really seen any return. Well, it's because you haven't planned and and you haven't thought out some of those basic details that don't take a lot of effort, but, but really are necessary if you want to be most effective. Yeah. Fail to plan, plan to fail. That it's, it's very, very true. And I'm, I'm enjoying the fact that you're teaching people to do what are traditional methods of marketing. You're talking about sending out postcards, uh, knocking on doors. As much as I am into the whole digital marketing thing, you know, and I, I wrote a book about social media marketing that's coming out in March, and I believe in all of that, it's not to the exclusion of traditional marketing methods. Like I said, there are a lot of ways to reach people, and when you start to to really entrench yourself in just one methodology or just the digital methodology, you're really selling yourself short because you and I both know that eventually we learn to ignore stuff that becomes ordinary to us. So what's what's old is always new again, eventually. That's why we see fashion designs come back and music come back and all kinds of things come back because we forget and then you bring it back and it's shiny new and it works again. So it's important to, to have all of these things in your approach. And I really appreciate the fact that you have people put marketing calendars together. You know, it's, I'll be honest with you. I'm still just trying to figure out the whole online thing. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, approaching 50 myself. I, I use social media. You know, I, I'm fully aware of, of all the stuff that's out there and have exposure to it. But it can be so all-encompassing 
and so intimidating. I went to social media marketing world in San Diego last yeah. spring yeah. and, and absolutely had a blast, but I walked out of there with a headache just sure. because there was so much material and information. And what I realized is I needed to focus I needed to pick one or two platforms that made sense to me and my business, tune out everything else, and just get focused there. Right. Um, you know, when it comes to the traditional forms of, of promotion, you know, the mailbox is the best kept secret, in my opinion, still today. Because, you know, if you're on Facebook, there was a time not long ago where, man, you could you could promote on Facebook Stuff was spread far and wide. And then what happened? Facebook changed the rules because yeah. they wanted people to pay for ads. Sure. And, and, you, and effect- you have no control over any of that. And effectiveness plummeted. And you're right. You don't have any control. As long as you're doing business on somebody else's property, like Facebook, like an Instagram, like a LinkedIn, like any of those, you are always subject to their rules and them changing the rules. And if you think they're going to change them in your favor versus their corporate favor and, and the favor of their stockholders, you're, you're sadly mistaken. Well, in the mailbox, nobody is playing in that space really today. Most people have forgotten it, you know, um, whether it be a postcard, whether it be heaven forbid a handwritten note. I mean, those things still today are things that catch people's attention because everything else has become so easy that everybody now defaults to an email thank you or or to those types of things. And so I teach my team, guys, let's do something that is really going to have an impact with people and they're really going to remember. In my life, I've looked at the direction everybody else is going and I've intentionally gone the opposite way. And I believe that's one of the reasons why we've had the success that we've had. Um, and in the marketing space, you know, we do the same thing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And you know, for for you, given the nature of your franchise and the and the final product that ends up in uh, the various businesses, you know, the the vending products and the, you would probably do very well not just with a postcard in the mail, but with what they call uh, lumpy mail. You know, bumpy mail, where right. there's an object, you know, in an envelope. That gets people's attention like nobody's business. You know, right. you put uh, you put some little booklet or sticker, something that's got a little uh, depth to it in the envelope with that postcard, and I guarantee you, no one will throw it out ever. Right? They'll right. they'll feel compelled to open it. That would be very cool. Now, let me ask you another question. You talked about podcasts uh, from the franchise franchisor side you know you like to do podcast interviews because they're evergreen do you do you have a methodology for measuring the effectiveness of having done these podcast interviews and do you do radio interviews also uh say the second part again you cut out oh i'm sorry i'm wondering about how you're how you're measuring whether or not the podcast interviews are helping you and whether you do traditional radio also yes uh what we do is we've got a simple landing page. Um, I will have a landing page specifically for you and your audience um, that we'll talk about here in a few minutes. And that landing page allows people to go to find out more information about us and what we do. And then we have a giveaway as well that helps educate people and provide some value to them. 
in the process, we've got the ability to measure traffic. We've got the ability to obviously um, measure response and to get back with people if they have interest in talking further. That's just something that I've started in the last, you know, two or three months. Um, I, I was doing a number of interviews before I figured that out. There's a guy by the name of Tom Schwab. In fact, he'd be great for your show. I, uh, I believe I've interviewed him. Yeah, I think I know okay. Tom. Yeah. Yes. So Tom, anyway, uh, has recently done a course, uh, you know, called, um, it has, has to do with being a podcast guest. Right. And so I took pot, uh, Tom's course and that course taught me how to go about setting this process up. And that has been a game changer for us. Excellent. The response rates have gone through the roof. Like you said, I can measure and monitor everything that goes on and um, and really start to zero in on who our ideal, uh, you know, what shows are kind of our in our ideal space sure. um, that have the audience that, that our message resonates most with. Right. So smart and, and not all that difficult to do, you know, to change ex how you were going about it. It's not that much more effort to to create some sort of page that you send people to so that you can start tracking. Right. Yeah, I, I don't understand the, the details. I, I have a good buddy of mine that does all that for me that I pay well to do. But <laughs> but the reality is, um, it, you're right. It's not yeah. difficult. Yeah, it it's just, not rocket science. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. My, my biggest hang up, believe it or not, was the content piece. And finally, Tom said to me one day, he said, Matt, you're making this way too big a deal. Take the <laughs> afternoon tomorrow and, and we discussed what topic would make most sense and provide the most value for folks. And literally in a couple hours, I wrote it up. You know, I had somebody proof it. I had my son, who's a graphic designer, put it together in a format that, that was pleasing to the eye. Right. And we we're off to the races. There you go. An information product. Again, not rocket science. I, I say that to people all the time. There's very little on earth that is rocket science with the exception of actual rocket science and brain surgery <laughs> everything else you can pretty much accomplish if you if you just figure out what are the little pieces i need to do and and you tackle it you'd be surprised that if you sit down to do something that you really think you don't want to do and say i'm just going to spend five minutes thinking about this and then before you know it you've really gotten into it and you've accomplished a lot it it's not that big a deal it's, it's the procrastination the things we tell ourselves in our head that stop us from from getting it done so. Yeah, you, you've got to take action yeah. and you're never going to have all the answers. The ducks are never going to be all in a row. The, <laughs> Where the did green, that phrase come from, by the way, ducks in a row? I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I've got some ducks. Are. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some ducks out back though, but I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it, the, the biggest thing I can tell your listeners is you got to take action, you know, um, one of the reasons why I think we've been so successful and, and it's, it's kind of ironic. And, uh, you know, my wife is the, is the rule follower. She's the one that reads the instructions and, and then, and then puts things together or whatever. I'm the guy that'll, that'll get the grill out of the box and I, it'll take me three times to put it together because I won't read the instructions right. and I'll figure out every way not to put it together along with every way to put it together. And, and together we'll finally get it, make it happen. But the reality is you just got to get out and get busy. You know, you can't steer a parked car and um, you got to get active. 
We've made a lot of mistakes along the way, and I will continue to make a lot of mistakes. But as long as you learn from them and move forward, um, you know, you're always in business, you're always progressing, and eventually you'll figure it out. Right, right. That's that's very good advice. Now, you happen to be a guest today on Act Local Marketing, but are you a podcaster also? Yes, I, I do several different podcasts. Um, in fact, um, I just took a course uh, back in um, May by one of the best in our industry, a guy by the name of Cliff Ravenscraft. Right. Um, Cliff has a course called Podcasting from A to Z. I was too busy to take time to figure it out on my own and piece all the different parts together. So I paid Cliff. He taught me how to be a podcaster inside of 30 days. Today, I have two internal podcasts that I do for our franchise every week. Um, We do one show on Tuesdays that is interviews and success stories within our business team. And then on Thursdays is a podcast. It's just a short five to 10 minute show called SSV Tips, where I take time and drive, uh, you know, dig deep into a a specific business topic um, and just talk about it for a few minutes. Um, and then I also have an external podcast called School Zone Podcast, where we interview companies that are in the school fundraising um, and resource space. Right. Um, and it it ends up being a resource for educators, administrators, and volunteers who are maybe looking for unique opportunities or unique businesses to partner with that maybe they hadn't heard of otherwise but can take time to get to know them through a 30 minute interview or so. How clever. You are the first person I've heard talk about having an internal podcast that hadn't occurred to me before, but that is really genius. That's been a game changer for us because I've got a team right now in 25, 26 States. Right. And what I found, we've got a, an intranet, where we have all kinds of content, videos, blog posts, you name it. But what I found as we were producing that content, that there was a good chunk of our team that wasn't ever getting it because they didn't have time to stop and read that three paragraph blog post. Right. But with a podcast, they can listen to it while they're driving down the road. They can listen to it mowing the lawn or when they're working out or doing any number of things. And what we found is the response rate, the ability for us to disseminate information has skyrocketed. And our team really, really, really gets excited about hearing, you know, kind of the life stories of, of their peers that are around the country, many of which they've never met before. Sure. Um, and, and, of course, it allows me to shine the light on the team and those people that are out making things happen. And so it's it's been huge for us. Um, real simple to do once again, but it does require a commitment on a weekly basis. Um, I anticipate I probably won't be the interview or forever. Um, I'll probably pass that along to somebody else as we get a little further along. And as my responsibilities of, of heading a, a company that's spreading across the U S and is eventually going to be in Canada here before long as well. Um, take me in other directions, but it's been a big win for us to do that. Well, it's a really great idea, and I'm I'm glad to hear you share it. Because, you know, every time I have a conversation with a, another business owner who has, you know, ex, a different expertise than mine, 
the ideas start to flow. That's the wonderful thing about these conversations in my mind. That's that's one of the reasons why I like doing my podcasts is because it gives me ideas. I start to see different solutions, you know, to apply to different industries or different problems. And this is how we help one another continue to lift up, you know, the rising tide lifts all boats. So those are really great ideas and i and i hope they set light bulbs off over the heads of some of the listeners too because i'm i'm sure we can't be the only ones who think this is a great idea right now you had mentioned before i let you go that you had a a giveaway and i also want people to know where they can get in touch with you and how how to get more of you in case they're interested in this particular franchise opportunity or they they want you as a consultant maybe to franchise their own business who knows yeah so the best way people can reach me is matt m-a-t-t at ssvbusiness.com and the the publication that i put together kaylin that we talked about earlier is called live your dreams the top 10 reasons why you need to own a vending business it's just a short three-page publication, but it talks and shares some insights that I've learned over the years being in vending. Um, they can get that at ssvbusiness.com forward slash act, A-C-T. Act or act local? Uh, we can change that to act local if you like. I'm just looking at, at notes that were sent to me. Yeah, and, and it but, says, act, so I'm not sure, but whichever it is, I always tell people when they're listening to the podcast, if they're, uh, you know, they're in their car, they're on the treadmill, please, you know, don't stop. What you're doing right now is more important, but you can always come back to <laughs> actlocalmarketing.com and you can look up certain keywords, you know, like vending. Or you can look up Matt's name, Matt Miller. There are several ways you could look up this particular episode, and we will have the links for you. So in case it, it changes from what we've just said verbally, no worries. You can always come back and uh, get that link. It'll be live on the website at actlocalmarketing.com, and then you can follow it. Another another thing about you know the evergreen movement, for those of you who don't know what that means, I mean, I sometimes I think it's obvious, but you never know. It means that content that you're putting out, regardless of the date or the time that we're in, the information is still valuable, no matter how life continues to move on and change. So this link will be an evergreen way of you to find Live Your Dreams, the 10 reasons why you need to start a vending business from Matt Miller at ssvbusiness.com. So Matt, it has been great talking to you today. You've given me a lot of good ideas. Thanks, Kaylin, and it was great to talk to you, and, and, you know, best of luck with everything you're putting together there on the East Coast. Hey, thank you so much, and uh, I remind you, those of you out there listening, every Tuesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, we publish a new episode of Act Local, Marketing for Small Business for you, because people like Matt and myself want to help you make your family, your business, your life more prosperous. So that's why we share this information with you. So until next time, I would very much like you to take care. Join Kaylin for more marketing madness each week on Act Local Marketing. It will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. Act Local Marketing for Small Business goes live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern and can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and at actlocalmarketing.com. 
have a question for Act Local? Email Kalen at ask at actlocalmarketing.com. That's A-S-K at actlocalmarketing.com. And she may answer you right on air. Make sure to include your name and business website for a free shout out. Don't forget to tell your friends and colleagues about Act Local and leave Kalen a review at the iTunes store. See you next time on Act Local Marketing for Small Business.